Wake the neighbors and phone the kids. It's about time for WSLM's newest show. Get ready for Kentuckiana Sports Talk, the biggest and only local sports talk show in Kentuckiana. Focusing on Southern Indiana and Kentucky high school sports, regional college sports, and national sports news. If you want to talk to the KST guys, George Browning and Blair Thompson, call the KST Talk Line at 812-883-3401. Keep your comments brief and to the point, or Becky will throw a flag and take you out of the game. And now we go into Studio A inside the Pinewood Studios of WSLM for Kentuckiana Sports Talk with George and Blair. Get ready for Kentuckiana Sports Talk. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Pinewood Studios, Kentuckiana Sports Talk. Uh, there's an old adage, Blair. Uh, there's a reason they play the games. We were all set to uh, basically put football to bed, except for uh, we, we had predicted that West Washington would win. And uh, what happened? The Lions kind of shocked the world, except for Derek Early, who was here last week and predicted the Lions would win. But uh, – I, but you didn't say they were going to win yeah, either, okay? okay? Hey, I did pick the Purdue win, by the way. That's you, live, on air. i got to go back and hear yeah. the tape. I don't remember that. I, I'm just saying. I think it was wishful thinking, but they didn't. <laughs> but anyway, the, the Salem Lions with the big win. So we're going to end the show tonight talking a little bit about Friday's matchups. Uh, West Washington will host Eastern Green Friday night in sectional football. And uh, Salem will be in action again against Brownstown. Is that game over there? Or? Salem, yeah. It's at Salem, another home game here. So we'll uh, uh, get 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 some more info on that. But in the meantime, we have some special guests in studio. Uh, we got members of the Lady Lions here with us. We're going to be talking some uh, basketball. I had Curtis Blow ready to, to do yeah, some old school hip hop. But well, I've already said we're talking basketball. But he said we're playing basketball, and we don't want any of these girls because they would take us to school, Blair. So. Uh, I, I, we might be able to give him a little bit. Absolutely. Hey, you want to tell everybody who we got with us, Blair? Yeah, we have. First of all, we got Coach Hickey, uh, and we have Mackenzie Burton, or, excuse me, Mackenzie Underwood, <laughs> Liam Miller, and Ashton Thompson. Sorry, Mackenzie. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the studio. Uh, can't believe it, but we're talking girls basketball. Coach, welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're glad to have you, and it's that time of year. I look at the schedule here and see that November 3rd is the first game. Are you guys excited about uh, McKenzie? Get us started here. What, what's the thought here as we go to uh, less than a couple weeks here, and you guys are tipping the ball up for real? Uh, it's a little nerve-wracking. Um, we've all been waiting for this since season ended last March or whatever it was for the regionals. Um, I don't know. It's... It's exciting, and we're all ready to get back out there and ready to work as a team and everything. So, all right, Ashton, tell us about your summer. You know, you guys, uh, basketball is a little different these days. Used to, you wouldn't pick the ball up really until about a week or two ago. But you guys, basically, when school ends, summer ball starts. So, tell us about the summer that you guys had from your perspective, Ashton. Um, I thought it was really good. We went twenty-one and three. Is that right? Sure. And, <laughs> and, 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 and we played some big teams and big schools, and we did good. You did good. Tell, tell us about some of those big teams and big schools you played. Um, ben Davis was one, Warren Central. I'll jump in a little bit because I probably, I, I probably remember a little bit more. Um, we played up in the Lady Max Summer League in Indianapolis, and um, we, we chose to drive up there because we felt like it was the best summer league in the state of Indiana. Uh, we ended up, we played 12 games, we went 11-1, and one, which was, uh, we know nobody had a better record. There may have been another team that was 11-1 and one as well, but um, we did. We had wins against Ben Davis, Warren Central, Brownsburg, um, Beach Grove, uh, several of the private schools, Cathedral, Ritter, um, Bishop Chatard, and so wow. it, it was just a just a real good experience for us. It was 
we had to go up there twice a week. And, of course, it's two hours both ways, so we were on the little buses for four hours a <laughs> night. But uh, I think the, the experience in playing that, that caliber of athlete was priceless for us. What did you learn about your team, Coach? I learned that we're ready and, and that there's not going to be a lot that phases them. Um, you know, in the regional, I think we were shell-shocked by Memorial's length, by their athleticism, and just how hard they played every possession. And going into it, that's what scared me. And you can't simulate that in practice. You know, you can't bring – you can't make the JV play to that caliber. And uh, so that's – we decided that we'd go up there so we'd be more used to playing teams of that caliber. And it was exactly what we needed. You know, the the type of athlete that Ben Davis rolls at you. And, you know, Warren Central has a girl going to Michigan State, a girl going to IU, a girl going to Ohio State. And to be able to play them and have that type of competition is – that's not something you can mimic in practice. Right. So it, it was great. And, you know, then to have the success that we did, um, I, I think it just really showed them what we're capable of. Yeah, we have, uh, just for our listeners out there, we have Leah Miller here also. She's kind of ducking down. Can you? We're, we're just in shock that she's uh, with a ball in her hand. She rises to the occasion. But here with a microphone in front of her, she's a nervous wreck. So we're throwing her under the bus here a little bit. We're going to get to you, Leah. But uh, uh, Mackenzie, I remember being in that media room with you there at, at Charlestown you, after you guys lost to the regional. Looking back, do you think? Do you agree with Coach there that you guys were a little overwhelmed? I mean, I, just sitting there on press row, I remember the hair on your arm stands up when you're just watching a game like that. I'm always amazed that you guys get out there and you play in front of a crowd like that. Uh, your first regional experience. Uh, tell me about that. Um, it was really nerve-wracking. We go off of a big win the week before, and we prepare all week for something. But like Coach Hickey said, you just can't work on that in practice. You can't. You're not ready for it. And you get there, and everything's pumped up times 10. All the fans are there, and everybody's expecting big things. And it's good, but at the same time, it's really, well, what am I going to do? And it's good when you have you know, like people like Leah and Letty and Ashton on the court with you that feel the same thing and work just as hard and things like that. Well, you said there in that in that room that you were ready for the season to start uh, the next day. As a matter of fact, you Coach Hickey and you and McKenzie both said you wish it could. Uh, as a matter of fact, you didn't want practice to end. That was part of the disappointment that you didn't want that night before to be the last practice that you guys were going to have. So now that it's here, uh, talk about that and and the the readiness to go well and and that is what makes it so tough you know we went through the summer and had such a good summer we had a week left and i said to the coaches one night i wish our summer was over you know we've we've done what we needed to do we got to keep everybody healthy and for me as a coach now that's my my number one goal is keep everybody healthy and uh, you know, practice is, is I'm, I'm on pins and needles, and I hope they don't feel that. You know, today Hope goes up for a layup and comes down and just tweaks her ankle a little bit. Mm -hmm. So there's a collective gas because, you know, we're, we know we've got a long road ahead, but we've got some high expectations. And so that's the main thing. And, you know, my, my prayers every night are, are just keep us healthy, keep us healthy. Absolutely. So it, it is – it, it is, as you know, Steel Max' favorite word tonight, nerve-wracking, just to uh, to be there every day. And um, we don't have to do a ton of physical beat them up drills because they show up and they get after it. And so we have scaled that back a little bit. I had a rebounding drill for a Saturday where it's very, very physical, and um, we've had girls go down that first Saturday the last couple of years with injuries, and. Uh, we got time to do that drill, and I said, um, how about some shooting right now? And we switched it and, and went into a shooting competition. But when you have a team – last year we were so young, and now we have a little bit more experience, and, and you know what they can bring. So it's a lot easier to to kind of get away from some of those, hey, we're going to get in and beat each other up kind of drills because they're going to bring it every night no matter what. We may not always play well, but we're going to play hard every night. Mm. I'm going to jump in here. Uh, I, so first thing is, I think probably the big, the biggest difference this year, uh, coach and girls, is that you know you guys are going to be the favorite, you know, going in, going into the sectional, going into your, your conference. I mean, and, you know, last year uh, you guys got to play a little underdog role, and, and and I wouldn't say sneak up on it, but you guys, everybody knew you guys were really good. But now 
you know, I think it goes back to that that Scotchburg sectional final. You know, uh, we were favorite going in. I mean, we blew them out early in the season, and 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 even though they got a lot better as year as year went on, and obviously they had a good coach. Um, you know, I was going to ask Leah what, what it was like to be sophomore point guard playing in the in the sectional championship. Because I mean, you you played awful calm and cool, but you know, I know if it had been me, I would have been acting like you right now in, in the studio. But uh, how how was that to be the? I mean, because you you were the one that you know people looked to to make make the big plays, and I mean, Mac took over late in the game. But how was that uh, in your first sectional final? Being on the court is a lot different than talking in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basketball is something I like. This, not so much. So, <laughs> so was it? So were you nervous at all going into the game, or late in the game, or did you guys? Did you feel like you guys were you were under control the whole way? I was nervous, like every other game. But I thought, I thought from the start we had them, even though we let them come back. But you know, <laughs> we fought through. We made it. <laughs> so, so do you feel? <laughs> that's true. That's right. I, I, I want to say, George, I got in trouble in that game. McKenzie made a putback and got fouled, and I literally stood up and just screamed at the top of my lungs, and uh, people were looking at me like, who's this crazy idiot? You know, so I was, I was really into that game, and uh, it, was, it was good stuff. But uh, So going in, going into this season now as a junior, um, what do you think is going to be your guys' biggest obstacle for this season? Like, what do, you, what do you see that could not derail where you want to do, or what, what do you think you guys have to do to make sure you have the, the season that you, everybody expects you to have? We have to, this year, like unlike every other year, we have to start this year off with a win. <laughs> we got and That's a good start, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Okay, but then after that, I think we should really focus on North Harrison. It's always a big, big right. um, opponent, and they're they always good. They played very well last year, don't they? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but it's at home this year, so this should be a really good game. So, so North Harrison is sort of the, the Brownstown for the boys. Uh, is what it's been for for the last couple of years, and, and this is the year we're going to try to go with that hunt, right, Coach? Yeah, North North Harrison hadn't lost a conference game in three years. Um, the last conference team to beat them was us in the sectional in 2015 in that final game, and um, so you know, I, and as far as conference goes, you got to call them the favorite till somebody knocks them off. Uh, I, just to go back to a lot of sports analogies, you know, I think when you look at any sport at any level, there's a growing process. And very seldom do you go from an average team to a championship team. There's usually always some bumps along the road. And whether it's, you know, the Astros, you know, they were down forever and then they make the playoffs and then they win the World Series. And the Cubs, or I'm a Cowboys fan, so 100 years ago when they were good, it was the same thing. You know, you're terrible, but then you make the playoffs. And then a couple years later, you're a Super Bowl champ. And and I think for us – Last year, and, and I guess the good part is we were able to hang on a win, but I think for us last year was that growing year. Um, when we got to the sectional, we we kind of wore down at the end of the year. We weren't playing our best basketball, and um, we did play well against Brownstown on Friday. But then on Saturday, it was like it hit us. Wow, we're the favorite, and we're at home, and if we don't win, we're going to let a whole town down. You know, everyone's going to be disappointed. And I had a bunch of 15, some 14, 14, 16-year-old kids. And uh, they they were nervous. And it was more about letting people down than anything else. I mean, I think that they had sat there and, and worried about who was going to be disappointed if we didn't win. And so I really think that was our growing year. And and I hope that that's prepared us for this year to, to be our real winning year. Yeah, that's the thing that, you know, I remember hearing Coach talk <laughs> during the game, you know, girls just relax. Just play work just play our game. Just play our game. Just relax. You know? And it was more you know, he was really working hard to try to get the girls just to calm down. You know, because it was it was an electric atmosphere. The place was packed. It was the biggest crowd I've ever seen uh, at, a, at a girls' game. It, one of the, even before a boys' game at our gym that night, and and it was it was an all, all, awesome atmosphere. But you know, that's one of the things I wanted to ask Mac or Ashton. You know, I thought you guys and I, you know, Ashton's my niece, so I, I'm a little close to the situation. But I think you guys did a great job. And I know it's Coach Hickey, you know, his responsibility, but mixing the older girls and the younger girls. I mean, you have a lot of really good, talented younger players. You've had a lot of uh, talented older players. I just feel like you guys get along really well. Do you girls, is that is that the case? Or, or is this something we, we, we see on the outside? Because, I mean, uh, to me, that it, that's one of the things I thought carried you guys last year was everybody got along. And, and, you know, you can tell that everybody cared for everybody. You know, not depending on who played a lot or who didn't play a lot, you didn't see a lot of that. And, and 
maybe it happened, I don't know, but I felt like you guys were really, really close group. When you have a close group like that, you can do great things. Um, yeah, it kind of helped, too. Um, Leah, Hope, Letty, and I have been playing together since we've been we're in basically second grade. We've been traveling together, and then we come to high school, and we're all together again. It just kind of helped us a little bit mesh a little bit more because we're already used to each other, and we know what we can do. And So that kind of helped, too. And we've, I, seniors, we've played together since middle school, so we already know how we work. And But throwing in the younger kids, it takes a little bit, but after a while... You just kind of get used to the flow of things and scrimmaging a lot of practices. You just you get the understanding for everyone, and it helps when you all can joke around with each other and not take things seriously. It just helps your team mesh a little bit better. Now we can talk about Coach Hickey over here. Now he's going to sell that bill of goods that North Harrison's the favorite until somebody <laughs> knocks them off. And, and a lot of other teams will probably say that, but if I called Missy Voyles right now, she would say, uh, I think the favorite probably resides right here in, in Salem. And, and then there's going to be some other coaches that would pick you guys. Uh, and, and that brings some pressure with it, Coach. And you talked about that. Uh, is that – do you all embrace that? And you can talk about that and the girls can talk about that is when you go into the season now that, you know, you're the favorite. Uh, what's that like? It, it Does that get heavy for you as the season starts? And you talked about there in sectional the – the pressure of letting the whole town down. But now with a, a clean slate, you start a new year, uh, and really people are picking you to win the conference, picking you to win the sectional again, and maybe even make a run beyond the regional. So what's that like? Is it? Well, I think, you know, again, we're prepared for that this year. And, and I feel like we got through that growth year. And so uh, the first publication came out. I saw, uh, I guess we're number three preseason. Um, through one of the recruiting reports and uh you know this year i think i think they're ready for that they embrace that they want to be you know i think we've got kids that say wait there's two teams better than us we won't play them <laughs> and you know and and they look at it from that way and and that's good and, and that's you know i'll mention north harrison a lot because of the success they've had the last few years but i think that was something they embraced you know they walked around with the swagger and uh you know we're we've just got humble humble kids and, uh, you know, the, the question Blair just asked, you know, I, I honestly can tell you in 18 years of coaching, I have never been around a better group of kids in my life. Boys, girls, it doesn't matter. And we just had our parent meeting, and I said that to the parents and said, you know, helps are pretty good at basketball too. But but these are just the, the sweetest kids. Like, if anything, we're too sweet. You know, I, I need them to get a little nasty sometimes, and, and they don't. And, that I've seen, I've seen it. They, they don't say anything mean to each other. You know, and we've got to be the bad guys all the time because they just – they never say anything mean to each other or anyone else. And – um, so it, it is a fun, fun environment, but we're, we're not going to, to take anything for granted. You know, Eastern is a great team and well coached and Scottsburg, Scottsburg had us down for 26 minutes in the sectional and, uh, they got a transfer in from Paoli that, that probably helps their biggest weakness. And then of course you have North Harrison and Silver Creek was really young and talented last year. And, uh, you know, Michael Lula Corden, I think, is as good as there is in southern Indiana. So uh, we know we've got our work cut out for us, and, and we've beefed up our schedule. So, you know, we might we could potentially be better than last year, but our record might not show it. We play every Hoosier Hills team except for Columbus East now. So we – I was going to say, one of the things I love about it is, you know, you know Coach did, you know, went up north and played all those schools that, you know, a lot of people didn't want to play, you know. And then now we've added Jennings County, right? Jeff and Bedford, right? Yep. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people like to, to lessen their schedule so they can get wins and losses and, and, and not saying we're not going to win, but but now we're going to go against the best that there is in, in southern Indiana and say, here we are, let's go play ball. And, and I think that's awesome, you know, to be able to say. And that's another thing, too, you know, and, that, and Coach, you know, or we girls can, you know, when you go up to Indianapolis and you perform so well, now all of a sudden you got people in the Indianapolis area saying, wow, those kids in Salem can play, you know, or they have players down there that, that maybe I want to come play in my university or whatever. And I think that was just a great, great opportunity for the girls to go up there and do that, even though you said it was a long trip. But and, I think it's awesome. And that was part of it, too. I mean, we have, we have a lot of girls that I think can go play at the next level. And so to open them up and have other coaches, you know, I, I think that Leah Miller sitting right here, um, by all rights, should be in the Indiana All-Star Talk. I mean, I, I truly believe that. She can do things that, that I've never seen other 
girls be able to do. And so to be able to to put her against that competition and to point out to coaches, you know, hey, remember her when we do all-star voting and, and all-state voting, I think was really important. So she, she opened some eyes. And when I've talked to coaches, even at the end of the summer and uh, about Leah and said, hey, why don't, you call, uh, why don't you call Danville's coach and ask their opinion of Leah Miller. And so I think that's helpful when it comes to recruiting and getting kids places to play. Coach might have something to say about that too. Right. Ashton McKenzie, we'll see if we can make Leah blush when you're. <laughs> uh, I know from uh, sitting in the stands when uh, we watch Leah play, coaches talked about it before. Referees has even mentioned it to him where uh, she just leaves them shaking their heads sometimes with some of the things she does with the basketball in her hands. Do you ever get caught up with that when the when the game's live? That sometimes she just you get caught for a second or two just saying. How'd she do that? You're running back on defense thinking, oh, my goodness, how did that just happen? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, the other day of practice, she did this crazy thing, and then coach stopped practice and was like, that doesn't come naturally. Like, she puts in work. And then I was just like, dang. <laughs> and, and, and I and I want I want you to finish with that, but I jumped in and I you know I pointed that out to the girls. I said, Lee wasn't born with the ability to make that move. You know, yeah, she's athletic and those things, but she has worked on that move time and time again to be able to do that. And then about five minutes later, she made a better one, and I looked over at Wade and said, "Okay, not everybody can do that." You know, it was just it was so good that uh, that's just your. And not even your all-star. I mean, that's a that's a one in you know twenty thousand type of play that somebody can make. Mm. It, it, it's pretty impressive, and we become fans a lot too, even as coaches of of watching her play. I mean, she made an up up and under head fake tonight where girls just flew by her. She turns around and lays it in so easy. And some of our girls' favorite mo- favorite things to say over there is, "Leah, you're awesome." They, they just they just yell it out, "Leah, you're awesome." And Hope always says, "I want to be Leah Miller." And so not to blow her head up too much cuz she did. We made 42 out of 43 shots on Saturday and she was the only one that missed it. So we we keep her humble too. Yeah, we keep her humble. I'm just surprised she's going to sit in the seat as long as he has. You, you know, Leah, she doesn't sit still very often. She's always a like 100 mile an hour. I just want a little bit of her, like an ounce of her energy would be nice, you know? I mean, it's 100 mile an hour all the time, except for when she talks. Right? Mackenzie, have you, do you get wild on the court sometimes with, with Leah and her moves? Oh, uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, the Mitchell game last year, we had a fast break, and she, one hand behind the back, passes it to Hope for a layup. Um, and it's on our highlight film that we get at the end of the season. And I often find myself watching that all the time. And I will rewind it and watch that over and over again because it's just so good. <laughs> so especially being on the court with her, she like makes all these moves and all you can do is just stand there before he yells at you to get back because you're behind. So, <laughs> Leah, when you hear Coach Hickey talk about that, uh, you're a junior now and he, he's talking about Indiana All-Stars, and, and that puts you in elite company, one of the 12 best players in your class uh, going into – then we're a year out from that before that's really even in the conversation and to have your coach talking about that already. What What's what's that do to you? What do you think about when you hear coach talking like that? Sounds pretty crazy to me, <laughs> but I mean, people tell me things, and sometimes I don't even realize what I'm doing, but it happens. <laughs> Was there a point in your life, Leah, with the basketball in your hands that you, you, you realized yourself? Because you got to have some confidence to be able to do the things that you do on the court that you realized, hey, I got the potential to be pretty good at this. And is that what kind of drove you to put in the work like Coach said you've done? Yes. <laughs> when, when did that happen? About what age did that happen? And I'm sure there's some young – you have young fans, and that's one of the things that I always love to see is the little girls lined up ready to give you all five as you run off the court. And, you know, you can inspire them to maybe start working hard. It probably started around middle school. That's when we actually, like, actually had some competition. Oh, that sounds bad. But <laughs> – it's probably true. When the game started to count a little more. Right. right. I mean, we yeah, get more That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so, any particular moment or anything like that where you, you – do you wow yourself sometimes where you say, how'd that go in? Yeah. <laughs> like, did you say I, she quit, quit playing basketball with you at some point? She's like, I can't guard you anymore or what? No, she still thinks she's better than me. Oh, but. okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a funny story for you. Reggie Miller is one of the greatest players to ever play for the Pacers, and he used to get beat up by his sister, Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl's one of the greatest female basketball players of all time, and she said she used to beat up on Reggie, and uh, they said, when did you stop playing him? And she said she was in the driveway, and Reggie just jumped up and pinned her shot against the backboard, and she knew at that point she was gonna, she could no longer play with him because just his athleticism <laughs> passed up her ability. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I heard him say once that he got home and they asked him how, well, how many points he scored. He said I had fifty, and they said it's cool. Cheryl had that at halftime. she scored a hundred in one of our high school games. So that was a lot of points, hundred points in a high school game. But coach, I, I think about you guys, and I certainly didn't get to see you as much as Blair did last year. But so my uh, viewing of you was limited. But what I was always amazed with when I'd watch you, you know, you have Leah, who's kind of the the highlight reel, and, and you'd have uh, Letty, who's blocking shots and grabbing rebounds. But Mackenzie, to me, was your hard hat player. She she would be on the floor going after loose balls and 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 stuffing the stat sheet with the things that don't always get the media attention. And, and you know, you just got role players who do so many different things for you, and and everybody seemed to buy in, like you said earlier. You just have a selfless team, and that contributes to winning sectionals and and competing for the conference championship and things like that. Sure, I and I've said, you know, I've said this for the last couple of years, and I'll stand by it. I have never had somebody play harder, boys or girls, than Mac does every night. I mean, to the point where you know she she's just beat up. She's got bruised knees and elbows and. Um, she she just gives every every ounce of effort that she has on every play, and you know we've got to sub her quite a bit because she plays so hard. But um, we have a rule that if you check yourself out because you're tired, you check yourself in when you're ready to go. And she's really good about that when she knows when she's tired. And she's a max effort player, uh, and she's somebody that really started to score for us at the end of the year mm -hmm. as well. I think had maybe 18 against. Mitchell or Paoli won and Paoli and um, really kind of gave us another dimension. And that's something that she did this summer, more confident putting it on the floor and even dribbling it up in transition. And um, she can make the 15-footer. She's been knocking down some threes in practice. And so just having that another option that can score will will really benefit us because, you know, they're, they're going to key on hope and they're going to key on, on – uh, What's her name? Leah. And uh, and so to – and Letty in the post. And, and just to have that option to take the pressure off them is, is huge. Uh, scout these girls we have here with us. What, is the, what does Ashton need to do to, to get better here as we go into the season? And Leah, what does she need to do? And, and, and Mike here. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you, what does Salem need to do as we – are three weeks out from the season here. Okay. Well, you know, for Mac, it, it's it's all about the outside shot. Teams are going to play off of her. Um, but she's worked on that. She's worked on that in the fall. Um, for Leah, well, good. It's probably just uh, to have the killer instinct. I think that's what we need to bring. She needs to bring the most. I mean, she's a pass-first point guard. And if she would look to score more and, and be more of a killer, then the sky's the limit. We had a game against uh, – uh, I can't even remember who Elizabeth Town in the summer, and uh, they're loaded. They have a, a Louisville recruit, and we led them the majority of the way. And and I finally yelled at Leah and said, "Would you just take over?" And she was out there making step back threes, and she played to her ability that game. And mm. and uh, and a, a college coach came out of the stands afterwards and said, "Like we we want her, we take her right now," you know. And <laughs> and so to be able to do that every night, and she's just so unselfish that we need her to be a little bit more selfish at times. And um, you know, for Ashton, Ashton's a shooter, so but we needed to be a shooter and a defender. Um, so that's uh, you know that's the big thing. But she's she's so unselfish and plays hard and um, just comes in and she knows her role. When she comes in, she knows when she's open, she needs to to let it fly. And I told her this summer we're gonna work on your shooting even more because you're not that much of a driver. And then we go into the first couple games and she makes two great drives. And I was like, well, okay, she shut me up for for that. So, um, but yeah, probably the defensive end for Ashton. Um, as a team, you know, again, I think our number one is, is stay healthy and uh, and continue to be hungry and realize that that we are going to get everybody's best shots now. I mean, you know, we had a couple teams that dropped us and said they, they couldn't compete the next couple years. And um, the good teams are licking their chops waiting for us. And so that we play Seymour. We've never beaten them. That's our opening night. And, uh, you know, he's he's going to tell his kids, hey, this is the number three team in the state. You know, you need to go out and make a statement right here. And, 
So I think just playing and bringing our best game every night and not uh, not thinking, hey, we can just go and show up tonight. But uh, true, truly, that's not that much of a worry for me because they're gamers. I mean, they show up every night if they're tired. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. If something's going on at school, it doesn't matter. They show up when it's time to play. doesn't mean we always play well, but it means we play hard and we show up to play. You guys gave up 40.3 points a game last year. Is that kind of where you want to be defensively, or would you like to see that number go down a little bit? Well, and I, I said that's the crazy part. You know, everybody talked about how much fun we were to watch and offensively, but defense is kind of where we hung our hat last year. I mean, we were, we were hard to score against, and – um, ideally, yeah, of course I'd love to see it go down, but we try to play so fast that sometimes it's more about the, the opponent just gets more possessions. And so I think our points per possession is great, but uh, we get up and down and we try to shoot so quick that we, we give the opponents a lot of opportunities. So and we're, we're going to try to play faster. We've got a deeper bench. Um, I said to somebody today that, you know, last year our bench was – 14-year-old scared kids, and now our, our bench are 15-, 16-year-old experienced players that have played in a regional, and so we're going to be able to give to give these girls more rest, and uh, we should be able to get up and down faster and put more pressure on people because we're fresher than we were last year. You know, you're talking about your bench. I was just sitting here thinking, I don't know too many high school teams that have two Hall of Fame uh, basketball players on their coaching staff either, Coach. So, I, you know, Co- uh, Christy and, and Wade, now Wade just got selected, and obviously for his Lipscomb, that, that's a pretty good uh, brain trust you have there on your on your side of things too. We we are very fortunate with our staff, you know, and then you throw in, uh, of course, Don Burton and Joe Jackson, and there's just a, a lot of knowledge, a lot of basketball knowledge, and, and just some really good people that are good for our girls and, and good to be around. But, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, we've got – uh, Wade was a head coach for for years, and Christie's coached for years, and uh, I love how it's worked out that they put so much time into some of these groups, and now they're on staff to get to be a part of it. You know, a, a lot of times you'll have a parent that coaches all the way through, and then they got to turn it over to their high school coach, and they don't get to reap the rewards. But you know, Christie's perfect example. She started with that group when they were in first grade, and she worked with them and worked mm-hmm. with them, and. Then when they get up here, you know, we bring her on staff, and so now she gets to see the the fruits of her labor as well. When you have that many coaches with that much talent, coach, do, how does that work? Do you guys are, are is it an open forum sometimes? They, they, maybe Christy can come and say she's seeing something that you don't see, or or maybe Coach Tomlinson is, hey, maybe we can try this. We we can't get answers. Do you guys get together at halftime and maybe make adjustments that way? How do you, how do you function with so many basketball minds in the same? short space it's really good and and everybody kind of kind of knows their role within and uh you know I take coach Burton he's been with me the longest and so he knows our motion offense the best and so that's what he can really bring and he knows our plays the best and uh then you know you've got Wade who loves the press. I mean that that's his baby, and so that he's a little more vocal when we're working on the press. And um, you know Christy is is just such a fundamentals coach, and and teaching them the fundamentals, and she's just so good with the kids and knows their background. And uh, you know Joe, his specialty with the boys, he was always about scouting and uh, and out of bounds plays. So that's something I think I'm going to turn over to him and let him call the out of bounds plays. And so we just we kind of all have our you know, our things that we specialize in, but, uh, there's no egos, you know, we check them at the door. I tell them, Hey, give me, uh, give me all the suggestions you want. Just don't be, don't be offended if we don't use them. You know, I mean, ultimately it's my call and, and I'll make that call, but feel free to say anything. And there were a couple points last year, you know, where I, I said to one of them, okay, I got it, you know, and, uh, motion to go sit down and, and they did. And, um, so that happens sometimes, but you know, Christy in the sectional, uh, we were struggling with the maze girl from Scottsburg and she came up and said, Hey, have you thought about boxing one in her? And we went boxing one and they didn't score for the next four minutes. And you know, that was, we give her all the credit for making that decision. And, and that's what I really try to encourage them. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about three plays out and, you know, three possessions out. What are we going to do with our defense in the fourth? When do we pull the ball out and think of all these things? So, uh, you know, I tell them, Hey, if, if there's something I'm missing, just reach up and, and give me a suggestion. But, uh, I'll, I'll listen every single time. You can't be offended. And, and sometimes I tell them, throw out crazy ideas. You know, it's not too crazy. Just don't be offended if we don't do it. <laughs> so 22-5 and five last year, 
uh, there at Charlestown in the regional semis. You guys are a shot away from taking the lead there late in the second half and the Salem side of that arena uh, exploding. I mean, you could just feel the the lid about to come off the place. Uh, I'll ask you ladies this as we go into the 2018-19 season. Uh, what are you looking forward to most as we throw this basketball up in the air here on November 3rd? Tell me about it. Uh, when you look back, when 2019 is in the rearview mirror, uh, what would you have uh, like to experience the most this year? We'll start with Mackenzie and go down the line. Leah and then Ashton, you can wrap it up for us yeah, here. start down there. And then... Go oh, ahead. Come, come on, Mac. Lead us, lead us away. What are you looking forward to the most this year? Um, just getting to be able back on the court with everyone. Um, I consider these people my second family just because we spend so much time together on and off the court. Um, I expect we, we should go pretty far. And we know what we're doing, and I don't know. Um, okay, Ashton, you, you can go right ahead. Um, I want to go as far as we can this year because it's mine and Mac and Lexi's senior season, so we don't really want it to end great to go all the way so I mean I'm just looking forward to the tournament I guess you could say okay Leah how about you what, what, what's, the, what's the big thing out there for you um I think conference is our biggest thing but we just have, need to have more confidence all around this year we kind of lacked that the last couple of years and I don't know if that's just because we were young or what it was but if we have more confidence we'll definitely go farther Coach, do you think uh, a few years back we didn't have state champions in our area? You know, at Borden's boys won a state championship. Eastern's girls, the Borden softball team, Lanesville's had some state champions. Uh, North Harrison has been to the state finals as a 3A team that won the very sectional you play in. So uh, the, the teams in this area have seen that. They should have uh, tasted it, I think. And so now when you talk about it, it doesn't seem like a pipe dream anymore, right? So is that something that you talk about getting beyond where you were last year? Uh, you know, we, we do, but we also, you know, we know what happened in the sectional. I mean, we know that you could lose at any time. And uh, probably when you go back and watch that game, I don't know that we deserve to win that game against Scottsburg. And so you, you've got to keep that in your mind as well. But um, I, I can't say enough that things just really have to fall into place to win a state title. And, you know, teams get upset along the way. And mm -hmm. uh, I go back a few years ago when uh, Princeton was coming off the undefeated season, Jackie Young's senior year. And, you know, they get upset by Southridge in the regional. And so it opens up the door for another team to win. And you have to get some real breaks like that. I mean, you know, we, we like our team a lot. Uh, we like our chances. We think we have the ability to make a run if things go well. Um, but we also know that, that Northwestern is sitting there on the northern half, and, and they're pretty darn amazing. Uh, you know, they got kids that are going to Michigan State, and um, they're just a, a quality program, and, and we know what our sectional's like. And our regional, I think, is the toughest in the state. Uh, just looking at it, you know, Memorial was young as well, and they uh, there's some rumor that they got a 6'2 freshman point guard that moved in, and, <laughs> You know, it's hard to battle a 6'2 freshman point guard. And, and, again, that's rumor. But Lincoln is just so talented. And, you know, Greensburg, we played in the summer. And uh, they're still they're still a very solid team. I mean, we were able to beat them in the summer. But the summer doesn't always translate over. So uh, we're excited about what we have. And, uh, you know, we're excited about our season. But there's – we went to the – a lot of us went to the Eastern State title game. And, you know, we, we pointed out, like – this could be this could be you someday. You know, there's a long way to go, and you've got to get some breaks. But um, it takes a lot to win a state championship, and we we know that. But Leah, I think said it perfect. Like our first goal is conference. We've never won a conference, right. and so I, I'd like for us to to have an opportunity to to be in the mix for that. And then sectionals. I mean, sectionals were a bear last year, and it'll be the same thing this year. And Go ahead. A funny story about that. I was there at the sectional semifinals when, you know, Carla and, and the Lady Braves gave you guys a handful sure. there in the semifinals, and I heard all the talk. <laughs> We're going to win sectional. We're going to win sectional. And I wanted to point out to a few people that 
you know, Donna Cheetah has won a few basketball games in her career, so I knew she was going to have something drawn up for you. I didn't expect her to give you that kind of game that she gave you, but boy, it was a, as I listened on the radio, it was quite a scare. Well, it was, and and I mean, I remember plain as day, we were we were down eight, and Leah broke through, and she had a wide open left handed layup. I mean, literally uncontested, and she missed it. And I turned, and my wife was looking at me three rows above our bench. I turned, looked at her, smiled, shrugged my shoulders, and and said, you know, maybe it's not meant to be tonight. And, you know, if a player of Leah's caliber misses that shot, maybe we're just wound a little too tight. And and so I I don't take anything for granted, and I don't think they do either. I mean, I think we know it's going to be a dogfight from day one, and and there there are no gimmies whatsoever. We got a lot of respect for the teams and the coaches in our area and in our sectional. There is not one team in our sectional that can't come out and beat anyone on any any given night. That's right, Blair. You got anything else before we let these ladies get out of here? No, I, I don't have a question. I was just sitting there thinking how nice it is sitting here be talking about state championships, Minnesota Conference championships, sectional championships. You know, and it just I know how hard from his from coaches freshman group all the way up to the senior group has worked and. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you want something so bad. We talked about that with the Charlestown boys game there and I, you know, like you wanted our, the football team to win that game because they know how hard they worked. And, and I, I feel like there's so many people around the program that know how hard each one of these kids have worked and, each, you know, how hard coaches worked. And, and uh, we're just, you know, ready to get this season started so we can see the, the fruits of that labor. And, and I, I hope, and I know a lot of people do, that we have the success that, that we all uh, envision them having in this season. Yeah, mark your calendars, November 3rd, and the Lady Lions travel to uh, Seymour to take on the Lady Owls, and uh, that'll be a heck of a ball game to get things started. And then you're the Road Warriors. You're at Crawford County and at Clarksville before you return home to take on Jennings County there on November 10th. So uh, exciting times. It'll be here before we know it. So good luck, Coach, as you prepare to uh, finish up here and put the final nuts and bolts down on, on things as you go into the season. Uh, Mackenzie and Leah and Ashton, we wish you guys all the best and uh, send our wishes on to the rest of the team. We'll be rooting for you, and hopefully we have you back several times throughout the season as we celebrate things and uh, get geared up. So we thank you for coming in tonight, and like I said, we wish you well, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. So uh, thanks again for stopping by to the Kentuckiana Sports Talk. WSLM, your home for all things sports. It's a crazy time. Uh, World Series football action, uh, basketball's on the radio. So uh, Radio Ridge right here, your home of Southern Indiana sports for sure. So Thanks uh, for having us. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Sure. Good luck. Text that group right now and say we're wearing black shirts with dress pants. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're working out some wardrobe issues here. I was going to ask you to scout Blair, coach, too, and tell us what he needs to improve on. But, uh, we thought diet, we don't have time diet, for that. Yeah. We got an hour show. Yeah, we get, we've got a scrimmage Thursday night. <laughs> so is that at home? No, we're at New Wash. At New Washington. So if, you, if yeah. you're thirsty for some basketball, travel down to New Wash and, and uh, you get your first glimpse of the 2018-19 Lady Lions. I'm sure they'd like to have uh, some cheers in the stands. So, uh, all right, we got some football, Blair, to talk about. Are you ready? Of course, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. I, I got to admit, I got to go on the record. I thought for sure we'd be down to one football team on Friday night. I know you did. West I Washington, did. I thought Eastern Green would be our – our, uh, well, and you know that came. I tell you what, that you know, you you said it also. Though you said, you know, this Valley game is going to be closer than you thought. You said there was going to be a battle, and and I thought it was going to be a blowout. But it ended up being a lot closer. You know, I don't know if you knew this or not. They probably talked about it at school today, but Valley dropped the ball in the end zone as time ran out. It could have been a tie ball game. Or well, down by one, it inside a PAT, but uh, Valley had a chance to, to put that game into overtime. Right, and, and I also said, and you'll give me hopefully give me credit for this, but I said. RJ hadn't had that game yet where, you know, every year since he's been at Salem, they've, they've played somebody tighter right. uh, than, than maybe they should have. Maybe they went against a, a team that was a little better, and, and they just showed up. And, and I'd say that was that was Friday night. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, you know, you're, you know I was telling somebody today, you know, they were the number one running back in the state of Indiana. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, he's. You know, I think you got to give a. Um, you know, got to give a shout out there to, to Coach Mack and and the defense and how well they played the whole game. And um, you know, we opened the game up with uh, Jackson Robbins running. You know, 
down the sidelines and a great return. And I think he returned it down to about the 20 and ended up 20, 25 and ended up uh, uh, falling over. Uh, he got tangled up. He was going too fast with a little too much forward lean and, and uh, didn't, didn't make it in. And we didn't, we didn't score. Uh, you know, and and we got a penalty, and then we missed a missed a field goal, and all of a sudden you know, we had this great start, and then we then we then we uh, don't capitalize on it, and then the defense comes back out and and stops Charlestown three and out, and I think you know it was a huge start um, for us. We knew we knew Salem had to have a good start, and I think that um, you know just kept on hanging around, and I think you know I'm I'm hoping uh, when we look back, you know, Coach Harshville came up in the booth after the first Charlestown game, um, and, and and talked about. You know, hey, I know people are disappointed tonight because you know that was the game we we all talked about. You know, this is the one. You know, we felt really well about going to that Charlestown game, and we played awful. We really, really played bad, and and I don't know if our effort was really bad in the first half. In the second half, we we really you know played a lot harder, and our kids didn't quit. And that's one of the things that he mentioned after the game was, you know, this is a group of kids that's not going to quit and stick with us, and we're going to be okay. You know, then we come out and beat West Washington the week after, and then and then turn around probably one of the biggest upsets. Uh, in the first week of sectional, um, for people outside the program, um, you know, in, in that first week, I think you know the kids and the coaching staff thought they could win, uh, but I don't know if anybody else outside of, of the program thought they could. Yeah, outside of Derek Early, he called it. Uh, you remember, I asked Derek. I said, "Hey, is that just a homer pick, or do you think they could really do it?" And he, he, he hey, he just really went on the record and uh, said they could do it. Uh, just some stats about Friday's game. Uh, over the last 30 years, Brownstown leads the series 27 to 10. Uh, so to me, I, I use that as motivation for the Salem kids. That's that's 10 wins that you have. This team is not the impenetrable force that that can't be taken down. Just like Charlestown, sure, maybe they're the better better team, but you only got to be better for yeah you know, 48 I think, minutes. I think a perfect example is that was Saturday night. You know, you watch. The Purdue Ohio State game, which my electricity was out, so I had to watch the fourth quarter uh, in my in my car, and uh, and it was, it was you know I, being a Michigan guy, I, I always love when Ohio State gets a chance to, get to lose, you know, and and uh, but, you know I was listening to uh, your guy Brom uh, speak after the game, and you know he just said you know anything can happen uh, when you have kids who have confidence and you have kids that that can go on you know believe that they can do something, and you know. Um, Seeing the, the kids this weekend and, and knowing that you know, I just there's a different vibe right now that's going on around the Salem football program after this win, and it really after West Washington win as well. So um, I, I can't wait for Friday night personally. I you know if, if Salem fan, um, they love to turn out for a winner, and I and so I feel like we're gonna have a packed house Friday, and and, and I think it's gonna be a real fun evening at, at Paul A. Grace Field. Well, I just remind people that the score in the regular season was 48-13 to 13 back on September 7th, and, and and I know that looks like a pretty wide margin, but, you know, in football, you're only talking about a few scores. So, really, right. a play or two goes another way. Salem builds off that momentum from the Charlestown game and comes out and, and really hits Brownstown in the mouth early. Right. Hey, you get them thinking about, wait, this is a different team. Did they have somebody healthy that wasn't healthy when, right. you know, you start getting kids thinking about, who who's this Salem team all of a sudden? Well, that's one of the things about the Charlestown game, the first game, you know, we didn't have Lane Weddle. And Lane Weddle had like 140 yards receiving on, on the game uh, Friday night. And, um, you know, he just adds another d- dimension to it that we didn't have. And, and, you know, coaches talked about it. You know, we have a lot of young players and a lot of those sophomores. You know, Reese McCoskey, we've talked about it a lot here on the show. Reese had a huge night. We had one of the best catches I've seen. Uh, went over top, and they call it mossing somebody, you know, the Randy Moss over the top. <laughs> and he's able to jump up and, and, and moss the kid and, you know, be able to keep, keep a foot down. And, and Brandon Corbin played phenomenal, probably one of his best games. I've, I've seen him play a quarterback. And, and, you know, and that was a tribute to our offensive line. We had, you know, had time to, to throw the ball and, it was a it was a good night. And I think you know, uh, I said this to, to Coach Halls, Tyler Halls, who's now in Cincinnati. We talked about you know I talked to him last night, and I said I think for the first time since probably 2005, we are as athletic and as strong as Brownstown. Um, and, and I don't I don't you know that doesn't mean that doesn't say we're going to win because you are, but I, I just feel like we can match up physically um, and speed wise with them, and, and we haven't been able to do that for a long time. Yeah, and then, of course, the other big matchup in the county, uh, <clears throat> Eastern Green travels to West Washington. Uh, I have that as a 7 o'clock start time 
as well. So uh, both of these games, by the way, will be on WSLM. Of course, uh, Bubba will have the game on uh, 97.9, the Salem-Brownstown game. And then, of course, uh, West Washington, the broadcast will be on 1220 AM. Uh, all the action, wall-to-wall football here on Friday night. It's awesome that it, it, it lasts. I love when football season just extends further than you think. And you know what? I, honestly, I love football and basketball equally. But when fo- football extends... That shortens the off season for basketball. So you just have a, a week or two. Uh, like, let's get another win by both of these teams here on Friday night. And, and next thing you know, girls basketball is the next week. So there really is no time off for Greg and Becky. So that's what I'm wishing for, Becky, is yeah, right. you not to have any time off ultimately. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think, you know, Eastern Green was, was the runner ups last year, right? In the state finals. And, yeah. um, you know, and that was a, a program that just started, and you know, you know, I remember when it started. It didn't just start, but you know, I remember when it started right outside of Bloomington, and you know, uh, going into this, you know, I would say that they might be one of the favorites in the sectional. But you know, Eastern Green got upset by Mitchell, and you know, West Washington handled Mitchell pretty easily, and and uh, this is going to be a great game, I think, for for the Senators uh, to even move on to one more week. Yeah, we don't, you know, when you look at their uh, series, they they've played ten times since Eastern Greens had football, and West Washington leads the series seven to three, but seven of those wins, or, or at least. Uh, five or six of those wins came when they were building the program. So I remember going to Bloomington and watching some uh, 55 to nothing beatdowns of, of a new program that Eastern Green was. So, well, I think you know, one of the things we haven't talked about yet is, you know, Coach Dean was at Eastern Green before he came to, before he went to Charlestown and then went to, uh, to Eastern. And, you know, he had a lot to do with the building that program to where it is today, too. And, you know, I think. <laughs> Kind of, kind of bad. You know, he put all that. Like we talked, Coach Hickey was talking, putting all the time with the young kids. Um, you know, he did that up at Eastern Green, and then you know they ended up going, you know, deep into the tournament this year. So. Uh, I still think West Washington's going to pull this one out, George. Well, you know, I, if I'm picking, uh, I would make that prediction too. I, I do. I'm a little skeptical just because Eastern Green beat them 41 to nothing last year, and you know me, me and Coach Motzinger, Coach Red over there at yeah. Salem, we used to joke that 41 to nothing. That's a hard jump to make in one year. Now, of course, we don't know what Eastern Green lost. Right. You know, West Washington had most everybody back from that team last year. So, and I know Eastern Green had quite a few seniors on that team. So, uh, it's easier to make the forty-one to nothing jump yeah. Yeah. when you lose a lot of seniors. Yeah. High school football is a little different than than maybe college, where you well they beat you forty-one to nothing last year. You're probably not going to close that gap all the way. So, uh, anyway, I, 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 I'm with you. I think it'll be a heck of a close ball game. It's be, West Washington's been in some nail biters. One point uh, uh, win over Perry Central. They uh, last week one possession. You talked about it. Springs Valley had the ball in the end zone with a with a chance to maybe tie the score if they kick the score and and then kick the PAT. So, uh, but in, in in a sense that helps them because. They've been in the close battle. Salem is a possession and a half ball game. You know they, they've been in the war. So and I think the elements played a factor last week. You know I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like. I think there's some chance of rain coming in maybe this weekend. We'll get the weather bird going here to tell us what the weather's going to be like. But I think you know um, as long as you have Bobby Stevens in the backfield, you're West Washington. You got a chance to play with anybody. Absolutely, two thousand yard rusher and uh, yeah, I would mention that. Yeah, all time leading rusher right at West Washington single season. Yeah, had to give him some mad props, you know, but also got to give uh, we got to give a big shout out to Coach Bowsman, 82 and 49. Uh, just a phenomenal start in his 12th year at West Washington. That That's a heck of a first 12 years. You know, he's going to be, you know, he's got a lot of young players. He's going to be knocking on 100 wins doors here in a, in a season or two. And uh, that's pretty impressive coming out of the gate with with. Uh, and he's had some lean years where he's graduated a lot of seniors. So well, uh, even this year, you know, he's depending heavily on a sophomore class. So um, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, you know that you know, I'm, I'm real happy with the success he's had. He's had. You know, he's the first person I'll tell you. It's probably you know he'll he'll say it's his assistant, but you know you, when you're the you're the you're the, uh, the head coach, you know everything relies on you. And, and I think that you know sometimes he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Um, for, for being a, an outstanding coach out there in West Washington. Yeah, we have, uh, you know, we talked about it in the preseason when we were doing our football previews here on Kentucky and a Sports Talk. The Salem coaching tree is so impressive right. with, with Coach Dean down at Eastern, and you got Coach Humphrey up at Corden, right. and, and Coach Lowry. I know he didn't play here, uh, but but he is part of that coaching tree. And Coach Holes in Cincinnati, and uh, just so many former oh, state. 
Absolutely. You got so many uh, former Salem players, Salem coaches that are that are doing it. To me, that's the mark of your program is uh, the coaching tree and, and just how many former kids are or coaches are, are just out there doing it. it. It says that your foundation is so strong that people just get a springboard off of it and go and do well in, in life. Uh, so anyway, or, or going on the record here, I, I, I hate to do it. I'm going to pick Brownstown just because, it, like Coach Hickey said, you got to pick North Harrison until somebody beats North Harrison. you got to pick Brownstown until somebody beats them. I would love to sit here a week from tonight and say, Boy, were we wrong, or was I wrong in picking the Braves? Because uh, I hope Coach, Coach Hartsfield, if you beat them, you come in here with a baked pie of crow, and, and I'll eat that for you. I, that's how much I want to be wrong about this pick. I'm going to say if, if, we, if we beat them uh, Friday night, Coach Hartsfield may not have slept. You know, so he, may, he might have been up all, all, all weekend for that. So, you know, and I, I, I remember he was we were, he was texting me about 2 a.m. Uh, Friday night because he was flying out to Texas to go to a wedding uh, this weekend. So it was it was one of those. He was like, I gotta get up and go. He had to fly up. His flight up to 7 a.m. So he said, I gotta get up and go fly out to, to Texas this weekend. But um, you know, I tell you, I just get a weird vibe about this, George. I, I feel like you know. I, I was I was around the kids this weekend, and I, I saw how they were carrying themselves. Coach talked about the swagger, and and uh, they got to come over to uh, Salem, and, and uh, you know we're not playing over on Elm Street, the Nightmare in Elm Street, as they, they, they like to call it. But um, it, it's uh, they've been used to playing on that turf, and and, and we have some elements, and we may have some muddy field, and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, you tell him at school tomorrow. I'll put my hair on the line. If they beat Brownstown, he, I'll shave my head. <laughs> okay, I can do that. I think we can get him on that. You know? I, I, we, we beat Brownstown. I may shave my head. Like All right, I like it. You heard it. You heard it. It's on the record. <laughs> on the record. So, and, and then out at, at West Washington, I'm picking the Senators. I think they'll win a close game over Eastern Green. I think home field advantage. I think all the close games. I think these two teams match up well. I think it's it's going to be nip and tuck all the way, come down to a mistake or two late, uh, whoever makes that. But I, I'm, I'm picking Coach Bowsman and the Senators to move on to the sectional championship, and then we'll go from there. One more week of talking about football, I think. So, how about you? You 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 I'm go with the Senators. picking the Senators yeah. also. And then next week we got Coach Russell coming. Coming into the studio uh, to talk some uh, some girls basketball. So. Yeah, Coach Russell, maybe a player or two uh, from the Lady Senators. So we're, we're going to continue that. Uh, hopefully it'll be just like tonight. We'll have to pack in the girls basketball and football some more. So uh, just want to thank again Coach Hickey and uh, Mackenzie Underwood and Leah Miller and Ashton Thompson for taking the time out. A long day at school and then a basketball practice and then to come over and, and, and get the word out about the team this year. We thank them. Exciting times. I tell you, I remember uh, covering – these girls' basketball teams, when we didn't have four wins combined with the three county teams. And now we're talking sectional championships and state championships and things like that, and, and my, what a few years make. And, and part of the reason for that is, is the phenomenal coaches we have and, and Coach Hickey and Coach McBride down at Pekin and and then uh, Coach Russell out of West Washington. Yeah, Just mean, some all three schools this year you know, are definitely um, – sectional contenders and, and you know beyond that who knows you know and I think um, that's a, that's awesome to, to be able to sit here and, and have that conversation and to know that we have uh, you know so many hard-working girls and and uh, you know just to you know really have put girls basketball on the map around around this you know southern part of the state and um, you know I, I remember you know as a as a student um, the amount of people that were actually attending girls events the girls basketball events and then you know, we don't have one side of the bleachers open, you know, and now, um, you know, both set of bleachers are pulled out. Sure. It's packed and you got to get there early. And, and it's just so cool to me to see. Um, I, I love uh, watching the girls play. I love, you know, when I'm, when I'm at school working the clock or whatever, just, you know, seeing how hard, um, you know, and it, it gets rough down there. I mean, you know, I always, always joke around that, you know, there's more elbows thrown and, and uh, people jumping down on the floor in, in those games than, than, than there is in the, in the varsity boys games, you know. So it, it's it's awesome, and, and to see uh, how the game has evolved. And you've been a Louisville fan, you know how the you know the Louisville Cards program. You watch a game down there, it's unbelievable, you know. And, and how many people show up to, to watch a play. So it's it's really cool, and it's something like you said earlier that a lot of the younger girls get aspired to to be you know big time basketball players. I think that's an awesome. Yeah, the U of L women average uh, ten thousand. 
uh, fans for home games at the Yum Center. So, and I ask, and about seven thousand of those are season tickets that are sold. So, about three thousand walk-ups for 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 women's basketball home games. That's you know, from my when I was a student at U of L, I covered Kristen Maddox uh, for the U of L newspaper and uh, Gwen Doyle and all those. But when they would play Kentucky and give away tickets to students. 1,500 was record-breaking crowds. So now you're averaging 10,000 fans a game. And when they have Kentucky in the Yum Center this year, that'll be close to 20,000 people there to watch that game. And and to think about, you know, we're just talking about the span of 20 years. So to see how far it's come, and it's only going to grow. Uh, Women's basketball hasn't even uh, come close to the peak. So, and, and now we're seeing girls basketball, like you said, used to be just half the gym, and, and you'd do well to have grandma, grandma, grandpa, and mom and dad there. Now the students are coming to support them, and, and the fans are buying tickets to see them because, hey, you got players like Leah and, and, and McKenzie and, and uh, you know, uh, Maddie Bowsman out of West Washington and Isabel Claywell down at Eastern. And these are girls that have dedicated their lives to improving their game, and, and they're worth chucking down the five bucks to go watch play because they're a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, we're going to be talking about that over the next few weeks. Blair mentioned that Coach Russell will be in next week, and then the following week we are uh, planning to have Coach McBride and maybe a, a Lady Musketeer or two come up and, and talk about their season. So it's going to get started here. West Washington's in a preseason tournament. Coach Russell told me the other day, uh, not much time to prepare. They're, <laughs> they got a scrimmage coming up, and then and then they go for real. I think they're the earliest team to get started here in our area. So we'll be having some live action as the uh, – who's the guy down in Kentucky who says – I forget the – the Turtle Man, some live action going on here pretty soon. So, anyway, we thank you for listening tonight. And, again, we our thanks to the Salem Lady Lions and Salem High School for, for allowing us to be part of that. And uh, hope you have a great week. Go support those teams, uh, football teams, on Friday night. They need you, and that's part of the way they keep it rolling is for you to be there and show those kids how much you appreciate the hard work they've put in all year. And the coaches, uh, go Lions, go Senators, and and when you go out, hey, go old school. Put that Walkman on and listen to WSLM, 97.9 and 12.20 a.m. And uh, we'll see you next Monday, same time, same channel. You've been listening to Kentuckiana Sports Talk on WSLM, 12.20 a.m. and 97.9 FM. Join us next week for more sports talk about local, regional, and national sports. Be sure to call in on the KST Talk Line at 812-883-3401. And between now and then, tweet your comments and questions to KY in Sports Talk or post them on our Facebook page at Kentuckiana Sports Talk. We'll have a question of the week, polls for you, and all the latest news and interviews with local and regional players and coaches. Join George and Blair next week on Kentuckiana Sports Talk.